This is Double, Double Strength. Strength Mama Power. It's the Stuff Podcast. As you try to recall the last time you had eight hours sleep, take a moment to remind yourself that you're not alone. All around New Zealand, there are tons of Kiwi parents doing the hard yards just like you. And we understand because we're parents too. And Mum Pedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk, proudly developed in New Zealand. I could look after my daughter like she's a princess. I'm going to be sitting on the porch with a shotgun. I don't. I really don't like that attitude. I like the attitude of I'm going to arm you with enough skills to live your life and just be a successful human out there. Hey, are you a daddy's girl, Tui? Oh, I, I wouldn't have been described as that when I was younger, but I do feel like the older I'm getting, the closer and closer I am to my dad and the more I'm understanding what he did for me, what he really did for me when I was younger. Well, I'll tell you what, by all accounts, it can be a very good thing for a girl's health and well-being. Really? Mm, yes. One social work researcher in the US, Melissa Benaroya, recently reported that girls who had a positive relationship with their dad manage stress better. Really? Yeah. Mm, we're going to have to talk to our guest today about what he thinks about that then. Oh, yes. Comedian Di Henwood of Dancing with the Stars fame is joining us today. Mm. And he's dad to one girl, and he says he's very adamant that parenting a girl really keeps you on your toes, and I certainly can see that. Uh, And I guess Di will be telling us why and making us laugh about it as well. Oh, yeah. This is Double Strength Mama Power. (laughs) Kia ora koutou. Hey, here's a list of some things that I think we'd all hope our kids will grow to have. Strong problem-solving abilities. Good interpersonal skills. Professional success. And there's some growing evidence to suggest girls who have a close and loving relationship with their dads have an increased chance of achieving these positive life outcomes. So how are modern-day dads feeling about being tasked with this responsibility? We thought we'd put the question and a bunch of others about being a dad to a daughter to comedian Di Hedwood. Di, you've got what they've called a pigeon pair, a boy and a girl. What was the most noticeable difference for you when you had a girl after having a boy? Um, it, it almost wasn't so much a gender difference as um, our boy is uh, what you call a very spirited child and has been from from the get-go. And our daughter was, in a way, a very calm, healing baby who sort of just came in and was cruising along and slept and giggled. And for me, it was, I always wanted a, a girl, um, even though uh, like I, I loved having a boy and sort of that different connection a, a dad has with a son. I had a very strong connection with my father, so I wanted to, to provide that for my son. And I'm an only child, so I didn't have a, a sister growing up. Um, or a brother. Or a brother. <laughs> but so I... I thought, oh, it's cool. My brother, my son's got a sister, and she, she's just a, a very cute little girl who's mm-hmm. very much a girly girl. We, there's, my wife and I, from the get go, when we had kids, went, look, we're not going to buy into this pink blue sort of situation. So we're going to have just grey, grey male, you know, we like that. I'm with my my boy when he's two. He's got very long hair. We're at the supermarket and this um, uni student behind me, she goes, 
Look, Di, I just want to say I think it's wonderful you're not buying into gender norms with your daughter here, not putting her in pink. <laughs> and I, I didn't have the heart to say, oh, it's actually a boy. But, <laughs> but so we tried to do that with my daughter, but the second she saw pink, it's all on. It was all on. I don't know what it was. There was no influence from T because she, she sort of was ending when she saw TV. It was more along what my son was watching, like what she was watching Transformers and sure, stuff. Yeah. But the second she saw Pink, straight into it. Yeah, and dolls. And dolls. Yeah, and it's also a bit depressing. She was just given a book of old um, fairy tales, mm. and the just the the whole way females are portrayed in those. Sure, it's just sort we of we need to be rescued by the handsome prince. Yes, it's very much that rather than the the strong prince. So I've been trying to use different um, words, I suppose. Like when she dresses herself and comes in, rather than oh, you look so pretty, you look so beautiful, sort of um, like. Just you look great, and you're ready for a day of I adventure. Love that and, on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than just oh, you know that's pretty. Sort of, you know, sure. you're, you're ready for a day of adventure. You're ready to have some fun and see your friends, and sort of frame it differently. And now, of course, there are um, books have changed. Oh, sure. a lot, which yeah. is great. Hey, did fatherhood come to you as a bit of a surprise? Full stop. Not really. I was thirty-five when I had my had my first child, and I sort of always knew I wanted to be a family man. Like I, um, I, I'd left. I sort of did my school, did my uni, then I went straight out into the world of trying to become a stand-up, traveling around. And I've always sort of been a long relationships guy. I have. Um, when I met my wife, I knew straight away this is the one, and then we sort of got married and she, I suppose we we both didn't want to have kids straight away, get married straight away, but we both knew that that was our other's end game, so it wasn't, it sort of naturally came came to the time. How long have you been with Joanna? I have, we've been together since 2007 and um, we've sort of, we've been married since 2011. So so we've been together for quite a while and we, we'd shared a lovely life of travelling and all that before having kids. Then we went, no, this is, this is the time. And it, it's an amazing bond that kids bring and it's also the time that I think I can see why it puts a lot of stress on couples who are in a rough place and have kids and do separate. Sure. Um, Perhaps having kids because they think that's going to be the glue that holds them together. Yeah, but it actually puts this this extra stress on all of you because you no longer have time Mm. and you have to really carve out niches of time to make sure this is your day. You go out, have have some hours to yourself. Because we're both people that need our own alone time. That's how we recharge. And with two, just, you know, when the noise is going on and brothers and sisters winding each other <laughs> oh, up. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm quite a verbose person. My no. wife loves a chat <laughs> and our kids love it. There's not a quiet moment in our house. Di, um... There's a school of thought that dads are more emotionally open with girls. Does that ring true for you? I'm very much an emotionally open person and I have been with my son and that's something I really focused on with my son of um, showing that guys have the same emotions 
as women and you shouldn't ever try and hide an emotion or it's a good thing to cry you need to let things out don't bottle things up i i've i can be a bottler and um where i'm sort of end up making myself a bit of a martyr and that's something i've worked on to to speak about things before they they work themselves up and i think it is easier with a, a dad and a daughter because you sort of have that softer side my son's the physically cautious one like he's a risk assessment like okay that slide versus my velocity that's too fast <laughs> that's way too fast whereas my daughter's like yeah there's a slide let's do it so that sounds classic first child second child syndrome going on yeah there. yeah because she sort of wants to keep up she sees his friends bouncing on the trampoline she's up there and I I think that that roughhousing is an important physical interaction a very animalistic interaction of picking them up and sort of jumping around and bouncing on the bed and rather than it just always being hugs and kisses and sort of I think it's good especially for your daughter to sort of be treated in the same as the son not this because I I, where I I really don't like the way some dads can go is this cotton wool I could look after my daughter like she's a princess. I'm going to be sitting on the porch with a shotgun. I don't like, I really don't like that attitude. I like the attitude of I'm going to arm you with enough skills to live your life and just be a successful human out there. There's going to be some bad dudes out there. I want you to be able to leave them, don't be with them recognize them not go oh my dad's gonna my dad will sort it out sure i want to raise a person who's a strong independent woman and i feel that whole thing of i'll be on the porch waiting with my shotgun (laughs) that creates this bad dynamic that a girl needs to be looked after whereas a boy doesn't and so i just want to raise my daughter as a strong independent woman my mother was like she was the first or second female judge in New Zealand back in the day. So I suppose she's instilled in me that women are strong, fierce individuals. And I want my, my daughter to have a bit of that. You're saying your mum was a bit fierce. Oh, she is. Yeah. She, we, we, I think when you're a good-looking female and a young judge, you have to have a bit of fierce to you. Oh, sure. But with fierce comes fun, I think. Well, she was so much of a part of um, the Circa Theatre, wasn't she? Both her and your dad. Yes, that was. Um, I was raised in a theatre, and I suppose that's what the me having a a quirky upbringing. Uh, I spent because I spent a lot of time when Dad was rehearsing, just lurking around the theatre. Or I can remember when Mum was a lawyer, me being under her table with a fake typewriter. <laughs> While she was organising some family court cases and so forth. So I don't mind. I like it when my kids have to tag along and see my work's a bit weird and they'll tag along to that. Or um, if my wife's got a staff meeting or something at work, they'll tag along there. So I I think involving your kids in your life gives them a bit more perspective. Um, And it gave me a lot, lot of perspective and respect. My parents did teach me that just time is so important. Mm. Time means more than words. Time means more than presence. It was just a small little tip of just putting everything aside when things are going a bit pear-shaped and just playing one-on-one for 10 minutes. Start the day off that way. And when I do that, it seems like such a 
small amount of time, but creating that connection early in the day, whether it's they just get up and we just go really eye to eye and play some Lego or with my three-year-old daughter, she loves puzzles at the moment, just doing puzzle. Setting up that connection, you know, people go, I'm so busy, I've got to get to work. It really is only 10 minutes. Mm. And if you spend that time, you can lock in such a strong emotional bond for the rest of the day and it does make transitions a bit easier. What are the things that you particularly cherish about having a girl in your life? I, it's a very simple thing that I just cherish that um, try and do her hair. (laughs) (laughs) I say say try because um, my wife and I both go to the same gym and we, they've got a lovely kids club there and sort of one of us will drop her off. And when I drop her off, Mal, who works there, is great, always goes, you did the hair today. (laughs) That's a dad ponytail. (laughs) And good on you for giving it a go. Yeah, so what I cherish is when I nail it and drop off and there's no hair comment. Oh, and right. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I pulled it off. So um, um, if you look at my YouTube history, it's <laughs> French plants. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you are flashing some rather gorgeous fingernails there. Yes, I am. Um, That's uh, not the artwork of a three-year-old, though, is it? No, it's not. On, on Dancing with the Stars, recently we had an Elton John special. So um, I was I was cast as Elton John. I don't mind being flamboyant. My Oh, my three-year-old, she was just astounded. She's, you've got such pretty nails. <laughs> oh, it was the other one. Dad, you're just so fancy. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great use of the word fancy. I hadn't heard her use it a lot. And I actually think um, with not just a daughter, I actually enjoy my son seeing that I'll dress up or have painted nails or people make a comment about my painted nails and it's just water off a duck's back. Mm. And just that thing of you can be a bit different. You can just be who you are, I suppose. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, who my kids turn out to be. I actually hold a lot of hope and a lot of positivity for where the world's going and I think we're making some amazing changes around gender, identity, inclusion in the workplace, a level playing field. Sure, there's a lot, long way to go and the pendulum might swing far, too far one way before it comes back. And I, I see the future for my daughter as a very positive place where she can grow up and, fingers crossed, not no woman can do anything, she can see women doing everything. You get on a plane, you see that the pilot's a woman. You're not just told, oh, women can be pilots. You get on, you see that. So what I'm hoping for is the utopian ideal that we, that we, that we have got to some sort of, no matter what you are, we've taken gender out of the equation and Great. life is just life. So I've got two daughters and a son and I've tried my best to bring them up as good little humans as opposed to sort of predefined girls and boys roles like Barbies and matchbox cars. Um, One particular piece of literature that we've actually been given twice and I think is fantastic and I've seen it in quite a few other homes is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. I think it's a fantastic um, 
book to sh- and it shows all of these powerful women that have sort of made a dent in history and done great things and I think it's sort of a, a fantastic um, thing for my daughters to read and get inspired by and just show that women are capable of anything, just like men. I love how Di has thought about the way that he wants to parent and the way that he wants to bring his kids up and is putting those things in place. To think about it is often so different from actually doing it, but I guess he's got a good tag team there with his mm. wife, Joe, hasn't he? Mm. It sounds like it, absolutely. And, um, you know, I can relate to that too. H- Hamish and I, we're lucky, you know, not not everyone is parenting with a tag team, are they? No, you're so Many right. Many people are, are doing it alone and that's where you need to have that village. But even when you are doing it alone or you're doing it together, having that consciousness about it, yes, you know, Hamish could work long hours and, and bring in more money, but to me it's far more important that he's home and that he's present. And we've had conversations about what what success means. And for me, success as a parent is being there and being present. Mm. And so he's really taken that on board and that's conscious. And so he's active, he's involved. He drops the kids to school one day a week. He'll pick them up when he can. And they just have this fantastic bond with mm. him. And and that's why, because he's chosen to be there and to be active and to really engage in their lives. We're very lucky too. We both work from home. So Steve is always there when the kids head off for school. He's there at home. He'll do the pick-up after school with netball mm. or or um, piano. And that's one thing he has with his music is he is able to sit with the kids and go through their music with them. It's that special time that they have that is key to them. It's not... It's reflective of who they are as um, a man and a father and their interests and what they can share with their children. With somebody like Di, communication is always going to be key. How about you and Hamish and your girls? How's the communication there? Well, we're very female in our house. I have two daughters. I'm one of three girls. So I've got two sisters myself. And my mum was one of four girls. Oh my goodness. So we have three generations and we are all girls. And I think what that means for us is that our household um, is very communicative. We're very verbal, but also we're very um, demonstrative in terms of um, physicality and hugs and touch and all of that kind of thing. And so we really talk about our feelings and we explore our feelings and and it's okay to cry and it's okay to be angry as well and to stomp it out there's no um there's no kind of i don't want to say male but typically or traditionally masculine harden up we don't have that in our house and i didn't have that growing up we we are very we are very feminine poor hamish he needs to get out you know from time to time with his mates and and have a drink or whatever I mean, we are parents, but we're also people too. And in this role of parent, we have the opportunity to grow just as much as we are having the responsibility to help our children grow. We have the opportunity to grow ourselves as well, don't we? And so when you engage with your children, it's not just for their sake, it's for your sake Mm. too. And, And when you look back and think about the growth and the journey that you've been on and that we're still on, it's it's pretty profound. No, it is. Children are the best teachers. We understand that looking after a tiny human is a huge task. 
That's why we created this podcast, to help you feel like you're not in this alone. Proudly brought to you by Anmumpedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk, helping give your little ones the strength to grow. We've been talking about dads and daughters, but no matter the relationship, when a child comes into our life, our hearts are cracked wide open and we realise the bountiful, plentiful river of love that flows through our heart. It's infinite. But some days, we don't feel as if it's infinite. Some days, it's just plain hard work to give love. And that's okay. That's natural. We're not just parents. We're people in our own right. And we need our own buckets to be filled in order to have the reserves of love and energy and patience to give our little ones. So think of this mindful moment as a way to fill your own bucket. Even better, it's a breathing practice that centres at your heart called infinity breath. So it'll charge your heart and energy so that you feel as if you can give infinite love, at least for the next wee while. Let's do it together now. Close your eyes and allow your attention to flutter down from your head to your heart as if it's a leaf falling from a tree. As it flutters slowly, lightly, know this. Where your attention goes, your energy and soul essence flows. In order to love, you need to be out of your mind and leading with your heart. By now, your attention should be at your heart. We're going to visualise our breath moving in and out of this heart space using the pattern of a figure eight, which is similar to the infinity symbol. I'll talk you through one round of breath slowly first, and then we'll repeat the pattern together three times. These are long, deep breaths we'll be taking, so wherever you are on your breath cycle now, take a full exhale now and prepare to take a deep inhale. On your inhale, starting at your heart, visualise the upward arc of a figure eight drawing up your back, over the crown of your head and coming down in front of your face, chest and back into your heart. Pause with the breath at your heart. Then as you exhale, visualise the downward arc of the figure eight drawing down your back, circling around your base and coming up in front of your body and back into your heart. This is one cycle of infinity breath. Your base is your feet if you're standing, your buttocks if you're sitting. Continue this pattern of infinity breath for three more rounds of breath. We'll do it together. Inhale, the breath arcs up your back, over your head and comes back into your heart, crossing through as you exhale down your back, circling your base and back up into your heart. It continues its arc up as you inhale, crosses at your heart, arcing down as you exhale. And one more round on your own. When you're finished, keep your eyes closed, return to your natural breathing rhythm and notice any sensations in your body, especially your heart. This practice allows you to connect to your heart and raise your vibration of love, not only for others, but for yourself. 
when you expand your heart's love to yourself and all life, you can break the seals of separation and feel infinite connection with others and the freedom and joy that comes with that. Namaste means the light in me honours the light in you. As I say it today, I honour the light of love, the radiant love in your heart. Namaste. Okay, Tui, it's very good to be at one with yourself, but do you prefer doing yoga alone or with others? Um, I love being in a group environment where I am guiding others in yoga. That is, that's just a real privilege and a real pleasure to be able to do that for people. But as far as my own practice, whether I'm, you know, in a huge event, a smaller studio or on my own, the thing about yoga is that once you step onto your mat, everyone and everything else dissolves anyway. The whole point of yoga is to you know, be with yourself, reconnect to yourself, kind of come home to yourself. Mm, so centre, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. It very is a, a centering self-practice. Mm, meditative moments. Oh, I love those too. And hopefully you are able to enjoy some meditative moments too throughout your day and over the next few days until our next Double Strength Mama Power podcast. Next time, we're joined by two formidable female forces, Michelle Powell's and Rennie Lang. They've written about parenting and they're pretty frank about telling you what to expect at every stage. But they're lots of fun. As a parent, you have so many things to remember. That's why we don't go into all the detail about the probiotics, additional vitamins and minerals in our Ann Mum Pedia Pro 3 toddler milk. But we just let you know that we care as much as you do about your little ones as they grow. It's as simple as that. Double Strength Mama Power is a stuffed podcast made in commercial collaboration with the Ann Mumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk.